Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace, and I hope that you can do the same. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I always say that because sometimes it you're not doing so well. I remember my mom would ask me, how are you doing, hun? And I'd be like, I'm doing as good as I could be (laughs) given the situation that I am in. Like, this is so hard and it was so hard. And so that's why I always say that. And I always say also that I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, but I'm so glad that we're here. We are new best friends. I am here for you. Uh, This is why I created the whole community for us so that you don't feel alone. Look at these beautiful flowers. If you're watching the video, I have these cute flowers. My boyfriend purchased those for me. And that is just an example of the love and the care and the amazingness of what the future could hold uh, in terms of being treated the way we want to be treated and loved the way we deserve to be loved and all the things. And so I should do an episode of where I'm at now, because I've had so many people asking me lately, like, Andrea, like, you know, where are you right now? Like, are you dating? Are you with someone? What's going on? And um, yeah, so I always call it happily ever after loving someone with an addiction. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there, it, it, there is life on the other side of it. But I'm not saying that necessarily that's the right path for you. Everyone's in a different place and maybe staying in that relationship is what you want. And, and maybe they are going to seek recovery and, or, you know, there's just so many options. There's so many layers to this and everyone's story is different. And actually my addicted loved one disappeared. He left, like he did what I didn't have the courage to do. And yet so many times I'd be like, no, I'm, I don't want to be in this. And then he would beg me to stay and this and that. And then it ended up being he was the one that left, which is so crazy. I have so many, you know, abandonment issues. And like, I was just discarded because I got in the way of his addiction. Anyway, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> this episode is part two of the anxiety uncovering and real-time resilience. And so what we're going to do is if you haven't listened to part one, which is anxiety uncovered, your guardian of emotional well-being, uh, I encourage you to go listen to that episode as well, because that was just talking all about uncovering anxiety, what it is, is there a possible benefit to it? And can it actually help us? And what could anxious feelings be telling us? And are there any positivities in this? And so in that episode, I did go into all this idea that it's okay to feel anxious. Anxious feelings are what it means to be normal. It's what it means to be human, especially when we are faced with challenging situations such as loving or losing someone to addiction. So anxious feelings are a natural human response to a challenge, to challenging situations. And so I just wanted you to know that. And so we uncovered all this richness about, you know, why we might be feeling anxious, you know, certain we're concerned about their well-being. There's so much uncertainty. We feel helpless in the relationship. We often are engaging in these helpful behaviors that just go unnoticed or unseen, or it doesn't change anything, which can create anxious feelings. There's the financial burden, the social stress, the everything that comes along with it, right? And then the whole physiological response that anxiety or anxious feelings bring. And if it's chronic active, chronically activated, then it's not good for us. And so, you know, there's the muscle tension, the turning down of digestion and, you know, blood pressure increases and all these kinds of digestive upset. I already said that. And just like this idea of like, it's chronically activating. There's that stress. We might have trouble sleeping. So these anxious feelings are there, but then, you know, what could these anxious feelings be telling us? Like, could they be beneficial? Could they be, you know, maybe they're motivating. Maybe they enhance our alertness. Maybe they enhance creativity to help us seek out solutions solutions and options for ourselves. And just, it can be a feedback mechanism. What are these anxious feelings telling us, right? It's a communication tool. And so there's so many things anxious feelings might be telling they something needs attention. Hello, it's your brain saying it's like a red light, like something's not right here. Something's amiss. And so really cool. Like there's so many things uncovering these anxious feelings that in positive psychology, we talk about the whole gamut of emotions and one emotion isn't good or bad. It is just, they're there for a reason. They're communicating. And this self-awareness of what your anxious feelings might be telling you is so, so powerful, right? Maybe there's unmet needs there. And so you're feeling anxious because you are not focusing on yourself or you're prioritizing someone else's addiction 
conviction over you. And um, maybe there's a lot of change going on. Maybe there's uncertainty. You know, all these things can, or even safety concerns, right? I know I had many of those and just worry in general can create those anxious feelings. So it makes sense. And they're communicating something to us, right? Maybe we need to process this emotion more. So I wanted to jump into the next part of this, which is just all about, I'm just scanning for, because I'm just scanning the notes of everything we kind of went through in the last episode. But this episode, I wanted to make it all about real-time resilience. So when you are in the face of anxious moments, what is it that we can do? And so I really wanted to delve into this because let's face it, sometimes we just need real-time resilience moments where we're just feeling, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. I have so much, so many anxious feelings going on right now. I just, I need coping strategies. So Real-time resilience is a technique or a strategy that you can employ on the spot that, you know, when you're experiencing anxious feelings, they can help you manage them effectively. And in the world of positive psychology, this is a wonderful, these are wonderful positive psychology interventions that act as real-time resilience on the spot, um, help and support when you're feeling anxious feelings and to help you manage them more effectively. So there are some, there's some techniques, but we're also going to go into a whole bunch. Like there's, there's so many things that you can be doing. And it was funny because while I was making this list, I was like, oh yeah, I used, I do, I did this or, oh yeah, here's one. And actually what I did is I created my own list of real-time resilience that helped me. And what I would do is when I, I was prepared, so when I was having these anxious feelings or really feeling stressed to the max, I would go into my real-time resilience list and I think, what is going to help me now? So I encourage you to see what stands out for you here and make your own and then have that list available to you when you're feeling that you need these real-time resilience, like on-the-spot support uh, when you're feeling these anxious feelings. So Let's just jump in. There's so many, there's so many. So obviously deep breathing. Deep breathing is all about taking slow, deep breaths to activate your body's relaxed response. So that will activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which helps to downregulate your nervous system in the face of anxious feelings. So this way it's not gonna spiral into out of control and feelings of anxiety, what you can do is take control of your breath, inhale deeply through your nose for a count of four. You can hold your breath for a count of four, and then you can exhale slowly through your mouth for a count of four. And you can repeat this several times and just focus on how your breath can calm your nervous system and how it can reduce those anxious feelings. Breathing, so, so, so good. The other thing is grounding exercises. So using techniques that bring about your attention back to the present moment. So when we say a grounding exercise, it's just about bringing yourself back into this moment, the moment that you're in, and you can use the method of five, four, three, two, one. This works so well for me. So you name five things that you can see. So you go through all your senses, five things that you can see right now. And I remember like car, tree, flower, you know, dog, grass, rock. 
and you name those five things and then you name four things that you can touch. So four things around you that you can touch right now. So maybe it's your coffee, your your coffee cup or your tea mug or your computer or this fuzzy microphone. Um, Four things that you can touch in the moment you're in. And then it could be three things that you can hear. Right now you can hear my voice. Perhaps you hear my bird chirping in the background. Um, Maybe you hear the wind going by your car if you're listening in your car. So then there's those three things that you can hear. So we're going through your senses. It really helps to ground you. Two things that you can smell. So what is it that you can smell right now? Maybe it's the flowers on the table. Maybe it's your tea. Maybe it's the essential oils. I sprayed, I always spray essential oils um, that I mix and dilute with water. And I spray it in the room before I do these podcasts because it really grounds me and it helps me to show up in a really authentic way for you. And then maybe one thing that you can taste, right? Right now, I still lingering taste of my tea that I just took a sip of. And so you can see how this is so grounding. It's such a powerful exercise. So I love that five, four, three, two, one, tap into all your senses. If you can't remember the order, it's okay. Just like, you know, can change the order. So another thing that you can do is mindfulness. So practicing mindfulness by observing your thoughts, observing your feelings without any judgment, just be a spectator. I almost say it's like zooming out the lens, be a spectator of your thoughts, of your feelings without any judgment, acknowledge any anxious thoughts without trying to suppress them, without letting them go, without analyzing them, just simply observe them and see them as if they're just like passing clouds. I remember I would like see these anxious feelings and I pretend they're like a cloud just floating by. And, and this can really help create distance from anxious feelings and reduce their intensity. It's almost like if you zoom out the lens, I was like, or like you're a helicopter going up and you're like, you're removing yourself from the drama that's down here. And you're this helicopter hovering above and that perspective really helps gain space and right. And so this is mindfulness. This is just all about observing without judgment, observing what your thoughts are, what you're feeling can be so, so, so powerful. Zooming out the lens, pulling back from those, that anxious feeling. Um, Okay. Another one is positive self-talk. I don't know about you, but oh my gosh, I could be really, really, you know, caught in some negative thought and my inner critic, like, how could you be so stupid, Andrea, this and that. And um, so what we want to do is challenge negative thoughts with positive or rational self-talk. And what we do is we, when you have anxious thoughts or these anxious thoughts arise, what you can do is consciously counter them and, and, and counter them with more balanced or constructive thoughts. Like for example, if you're thinking, I can't handle this, right? Reframe it as I may feel anxious, but I've faced many challenges before and I can find ways to cope. So you see how it changes the dynamic of it. And it's so powerful. So positive self-talk isn't like, yay, you know, pretending bad things aren't happening. It's about being on your own team, being an inner encourager instead of uh, knocking yourself down. This can really help with anxious thoughts. So when they arrive, I know for me, another great one is I would say to myself, that's not true because, and I would finish it. Or another way of seeing this is, and so that would really help me when 
when I have those anxious thoughts. I hope that helps you. Like that is so powerful. And it's like, I used to say, I'm not lovable. Maybe I, I'm, maybe I'm not lovable. Maybe I am the problem. It's like, wait, <laughs> pause, halt. And those thoughts would create such anxious feelings in me. And so it's like, okay, well, another way of seeing this is, or um, that's not true because, and finishing the sentence, it's so powerful. So positive self-talk in the face of anxious feelings can really help in real time, help us, you know, calm down and cope. Okay. So another one is progressive muscle relaxation is just simply, you know, tense up certain part body parts and then relax the muscles. So reducing physical tension. I don't know. I would get such tense shoulders. My shoulders just lift up, 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 tight, 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 and then just relax them down. And so progressive relaxation, muscle relaxation is going through your whole body, paying attention to the sensation of tension, and then also relaxation as a release. So releasing each muscle group. This can alleviate, believe it or not, physical symptoms of like feeling anxious and so powerful in many, many ways. The other thing is in along with these ideas of grounding, um, I love grounding objects. So it could be things like carrying a small object with you. For me, it's, I have a gratitude stone that I rub my hand on it. I wrote the word gratitude. Even if you go inside and find a little stone, rub your hand on, uh, write on it with a Sharpie. And uh, maybe it's gratitude. Maybe it's calm. Maybe it's you know, whatever word you need, or don't even put a word on it, just have it as a grounding object. And so carrying this small object like a smooth stone or a piece of jewelry, um, and you can touch this and you can focus on this object that can help you ground. It takes your attention to this object and it helps to move you to a place that can feel calm. It can help you move to a sense of security and connection to the present moment. Sometimes when we have those anxious moments, you know, it could be as simple as just holding that stone or that crystal or just that grounding object to help you come back into the present moment and just allow you to feel a sense of security. Even if it has a beautiful word on there or you're strong or write the word strong, I'm strong, whatever it is. Um, the other thing is box breathing. One of my favorites is basically it's like it's called box breathing technique because your breathing is kind of like a box. And so you're inhaling for a count of four, you're holding your breath for four, and then you're exhaling for four, and then you're pausing for four and repeating. So you keep box breathing. This structure breathing can really calm your nervous system. So we already said breathing, but I thought the box breathing is a really great one that I used to love. I still do it. I still do it. Um, another one is visualization. So closing your eyes and imagining a safe and super calm place. My favorite place to go is either a lush kind of like rainforest, but it's not raining, but there's some like waterfalls there or falling water that's so soothing and healing. And it just feels so beautiful to me. Another favorite of my places is transporting myself to the beach. Uh, and this beach actually doesn't have anyone on it. It's very peaceful. The water is so calm. I have a beautiful bed that I lie in and I have a beautiful white sheet that just kind of blows and flows in the wind. You can see I've been there a lot. And so, or it could be a forest, it could be mountainside, whatever it is for you, visualize yourself there and take a moment to pay attention to 
all of that, the sights, the sounds, the sensations, and you can literally transport yourself away mentally from really anxiety inducing situations. Obviously, sometimes I had to exit my home and go out in my car and like go park and go into a park or something and like safely go to this place where I could visualize. And that really helped to downregulate my nervous system. I'm a yoga instructor, so I'm obviously in love with yoga and the health benefits of yoga and how great it is for real-time resilience and for helping us to really get um, grounded and help us manage and downregulate our nervous system, manage stress, anxious feelings, and downregulate nervous system. But if you want it for real-time resilience, there are poses that by simply practicing simple yoga poses that help focus on your grounding, like tree pose or, you know, warrior one, warrior two, stability poses like mountain pose or child's pose. They're, these postures are so beneficial and they can help you feel more connected to the earth. They can help you provide a sense of stability and strength during those anxious moments. Um, another one, and I have a whole podcast on emotional freedom technique, e EFT, which is tapping. And you can go back to that episode, but it involves tapping on specific um, acupressure points while acknowledging and addressing anxious feelings. So you could say, you know, it stresses me out when you don't come home and then you, you keep going, uh, when you don't come home, I'm stressed you don't come home, right? And you're working through and you're tapping and it's so powerful. And uh, any, and the thing is, is that's so great about it is that you can't go wrong with it, right? You can tap and and, and you can, uh, you know, there's make your own version of it. There's so many um, sources of support to reach out to and like videos to watch that can help you with tapping as well. And just see if it works for you. Um, progressive counting, this helped me real-time resilience. Like uh, it is like basically counting can provide such a distraction. And so I remember I would go for walks and I would be like, one, two, three, four, five, six. I would literally just be counting my steps and it would help me because it would take my mind off of like the craziness that's going on in my brain and the stress and the anxious feelings that were going on. And it was just progressive counting. You could also count backwards from a hundred, right? You could count objects. You could count your steps. You could count, you know, like your meet anything in your immediate surroundings, like number of books you see or trees outside your window is amazing. and such a simple thing, but it can really work. Counting. Who thought? Another thing is sensory grounding. So we kind of talked about this, about that five, four, three, two, one, but you could just engage in your senses um, in your present moment. So you could, you could just, you know, start thinking, what do I am seeing? What am I tasting? What am I, what could I touch or what you could just tap into your senses as well, which is grounding. Again, we talked a little bit about guided imagery or visualization. Guided imagery can help, you know, relax. So guided imagery exercises, you know, they can be audio recordings, or you could have a script that you read um, and, and, and guide you. It could be guided visualizations. It could be soothing. It could be, you could YouTube it, you know, just helping you reduce 
anxious feelings and promote relaxation. So guided visualizations, guided imagery, you know, walking through a park, picture yourself walking along the park and closing your eyes and just imagine the swings and cute kids laughing. And then you move over to like, you know, the seesaw or, you know, and then you sit on that beautiful bench underneath that big tree and this lush green leaves feel so soothing and you feel the sun on your skin and you you see where I'm going. Like, it's just like, and you could say it out loud or you could voice dictate it in your notes. So when you need it, um, you can have it as well. And then the other thing is surprising is my daughter does this and she loves it. And she, she just colors mandalas and she like, you know, so you could keep a coloring book. There's so many adult coloring books. It's a sketch pad, color pencils on hand. And what you do is, you know, when, when those anxious feelings strike, just spend a few minutes doodling or coloring or drawing. And it's a creative process that can really be therapeutic and divert your focus from those anxious thoughts and feelings. Aromatherapy. I talked about that just before we started. It's as simple as buying some essential oils and mixing them into some, a water with a squirt bottle and you can spray it. Or I mean, you could light a candle underneath your essential oils. The smells are so powerful and just it's amazing. Even a small little vial um, can have such even calming essential oils like lavender or chamomile. Or I love just like I love cedar wood and like just blends that really resonate with me. So smell them and see what resonates and makes you feel calm and good and just soothed and create that and really benefit from the aromatherapy because it can have such a calming effect on your nervous system. So when those anxious feelings strike, you know, spray it around, feel grounded, breathe it in, enjoy it. Um, I even do it in my car. I spray my car. Um, another thing you can do is have a handkerchief and you can spray your handkerchief with your essential oil. And then when you need it, just hold that handkerchief up to your nose and just breathe and relax. And so many times I would be like having my handkerchief and like bawling my eyes out, <laughs> processing emotion. And by the way, did you know that when you cry, your eyes actually secrete cortisol, the stress hormone. So crying is so powerful for us to release stress as well. Another thing that is great for real-time resilience is humming or singing. You know, when you're feeling anxious, what you can do is hum or you can sing just comforting songs or melodies or just, you know, quietly to yourself. I know I'm not a singer um, by no means, but I'll go in my car and I'll just, you know, put on my some of my favorite songs or, and I'll sing along or I'll just do own the vibration of the universe. And um, that helps to calm me. And that's really, really nice for when you're feeling anxious. Uh, the other thing is texture exploration. You can pick up a piece of fabric. You can um, have a stress ball. You can have a worry stone in your pocket. You know, touch and explore textures in your environment with your fingers when you feel anxiety or anxious feelings arise. This tactile senses can provide comfort and can help you feel grounded. So sort of like the rock and the stone that we talked about before. I know what worked for me. Here's one that you might want to try. Now, either it's a stuffed animal or it's a super fluffy blanket. You like whatever works, right? Don't think I'm like out there and woo woo. But I used to take this super fluffy blanket and I would throw it in my dryer and I would heat it all up and I would bring it out and I would just wrap myself in this warm, soothing, 
cozy, fuzzy blanket. And I cannot tell you how my whole body just goes, ah, I still do it. I still do it to this day. And there's a couple of things that happen there. The tactile senses, the texture, text, texture exploration, as well as the warmth of that blanket help to downregulate your nervous system and it makes you feel safe. So mimicking this feeling of safety and security can really help with anxious feelings and thoughts. And that works so well. I sometimes pull on my wool that are not itchy. I don't like wool that's itchy, but I have these wool socks that are so warm and they're cute and they're all colorful. And that's another wonderful thing that I do for real-time resilience. Give it a try. Don't knock me until you try it. Um, They do that in hospitals, by the way, for people who are in the hospital and maybe they're not well, they heat up blankets and they put them on you to help you feel safe and calm and let your body heal. All right. So nature connection, obviously this is one of my favorites. I have a trail at the end of my road. I'm so fortunate. So I can just go up the road and into nature, into the trail. I even in my backyard, there's some trees. And, um, and so I hope that you have a park close by or plants in your home, um, connecting to nature or stepping outside if possible, uh, is so powerful. Just take a few moments to observe even the sky, look at the clouds, clouds. Um, take that moment in a few seconds just to like even touch leaves or plants or pull some weeds from the garden and feel or feel that warmth of the sun on your skin. I can, they call it the green, green hospital. It's like nature can provide such a sense of serenity and it can provide perspective and it's so healthy and great for us. So also color association. Now this I love because for me, Purple is such a soothing color and it really has like a soft violet purple. So calming and just helps me when anxiety or anxious feelings strike. You might have your own color. And so mentally choose a color that, you know, that can help you feel grounded, that can help you divert your attention, that can help engage your mind into something else. And so this color is important because you can like go around and search for that, ah, that color that just helps when you have those anxious feelings arise. Color is so powerful. Another thing is people rub their thumbs gently over the tips of their fingers um, during times of stress. Or I don't know if you've heard of havening, which is just gently taking your hands and rubbing from your wrist to the end of your fingers or take crossing your arms and reaching to your shoulders and rubbing down from your shoulders to your elbows. And it's funny because if you think about that, we naturally do that when someone's upset. We, we rub their back or we rub down their arms and it helps them just feel so grounded. And so focusing on the sensation of touch and the rhythm of the movement can be so calming and really promote relaxation and grounding as well. There's another school of thought too with rapid eye movement exercises. So moving your eyes really quickly when you close your eyes and move your eyes really quickly in all directions for a few seconds. And there are studies that show that this rapid eye movement can actually interrupt anxious thought patterns or, and they can create a a mental reset. And so that's interesting, right? 
Um, okay. We talked about affirmation stones, writing, you know, a positive affirmation written on your stone. So when you feel those anxious feelings, hold the stone and repeat your affirmation quietly to yourself. Um, the physical touch, the positive words, it can provide comfort, breathing, any breathing exercise, like breath counting, inhale for 10 and then exhale for 10 or whatever it is. Focusing on the counting can help center your mind and calm your nervous system. Another thing is laughing breaks. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing that how good does it feel when you call a friend that makes you laugh or when you listen to something funny and you, you know, or you watch your favorite sitcom. So laughter therapy is so powerful and a laugh break when you're feeling, you know, anxious feelings creeping in, take a break to watch that funny video or, you know, there's so many things in our feed that we can use technology for good or social media for good. I love watching wipeouts and bloopers and that they always make me laugh. I think there's one circulating around too about like weddings and like people splitting their pans and stuff and like slipping or like the cake falls all over them and it's just hilarious. And so laughter actually triggers and releases endorphins, which help reduce anxiety and anxious feelings. So, you know, if you need a joke, look for it, reach out to those funny friends. Another thing that I love that really works well for me is mantras, repeating mantras. So creating your own. So choosing calming words or phrases that can help you just, you know, calm your nervous system. And in those moments where you're feeling anxious, you can pull your mantra and, um, and whatever that is, you know, you could have a mantra like I am strong, I am peaceful, I am capable, I am worthy, like whatever your mantra is, it's like, um, each new day is a gift or I choose me or whatever it is, whatever your mantra is, is I'm stronger than I think. I'm stronger than I think. Like make your own and that repetition can really help you, right? It can help you with your thoughts and emotions. Um, okay. Color visualization. We talked about that. Uh, whether that's light blue, it could be green. Green is so healing. Um, Violet is so calming in my opinion, but we all have our own. So wrap yourself in a cocoon of that comforting imagination of that color even, and just even breathe in the color that feels very peaceful to you. Okay. So this next one is one of my, I hope you're getting a lot out of this. I hope that some of these resonate with you or spark your ideas for your own real-time resilience when these anxious feelings start to bubble up. Um, one of my favorites is progressive wordplay. So this one works for me really, really well. So I often will choose a word like calm or serenity. And what I do is I just repeat it in my mind, but I repeat it letter by letter. So if the word, for example, was serenity, right? When I feel those anxious feelings coming up, I'm like S E R E. And, and it's just amazing how by mindfully going letter by letter and repeating it, it diverts your focus and you can focus on your breath. It moves it away from those anxious feelings. Oh my gosh, you have to try that. I, I do love that one. I usually do calm, C, A, and it's nice and slow, L, M, calm. And then I spell it again. Um, 
so yeah, so that that's those are amazing real-time resilient things that you can do like, you know, everyone's response to anxious feelings is unique. So it's it's really important for you to explore various real-time resilience techniques that you know, that can help you, that work best for you, right? These real-time resilience techniques can be effective in managing anxious feelings when they occur, or as they occur, and experiment with these techniques. Find which ones are best for you and incorporate them into your coping strategies or into the moment when you're feeling heightened anxiety. Um, and so I wanted to now talk a little bit more, and you know, so real-time resilience is in the moment, like on the spot, I need support kind of thing. Those were real-time resilience. We can take it to the next level as well. So another thing that we can do is, and you know I love positive psychology, it's a branch of psychology that focuses on studying and promoting human strengths, well-being, and just factors that lead to and contribute to a fulfilling and meaningful life. And so what I wanted to do is provide you with some of these positive psychology ways that can help us deal with anxious feelings as well. And so a lot of the kind of what we already talked about overlap and they are a lot of, they come from the field of positive psychology, but we can dig in a little bit deeper here. So another thing you can do when you are feeling anxious is focus on your strengths and this sounds so crazy, but sometimes we, when we're feeling anxious, we, we don't feel strong. And so what we want to do is flip it and really focus on our strengths. So positive psychology encourages individuals and us to identify and leverage our strengths. So that might not happen in real time on the spot. Oh my goodness. But this is something you can work with like now when you're feeling pretty like stable. Um, and when you're feeling like, um, you're feeling like you can investigate your strengths in a really effective way. This can boost your self-confidence and provide a sense of competence, which will help you better manage your anxious feelings. So take time when you're not anxious to delve into focusing on your strengths, to know what it is so that you can leverage your, what are your strengths? Like think about a, a challenge you went through before and how did you handle that? How did you navigate that? Or what does your best friend say to you that you are, is your superpower? Like, oh my gosh, Andrea, my friends say to me that I am able to find the positive in what could be really crappy situations and that I'm able to turn lemon lemons into lemonade, so to speak. And this is true. This is true. But sometimes to a detriment, right? Um, however, so what would your friend say to you? What, what would your friend say about you? And this will help build your confidence in yourself and build a sense of competence so that when you are faced with anxious feelings, you can focus on your strengths. Wow. I'm really good at being resourceful. So I know that's my superpower, my strength. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to find all the resources that I need to support myself. You can see how it can help with anxious feelings. So connecting to your strengths, what are your strengths? What's your superpower, right? Do you love to learn? Are you resourceful? Are you prudent? Are you, you know, a lover of life? Um, are you kind? Are you, you know, like what are your strengths um, that can really help leverage, you can leverage in challenging situations. 
And of course, practicing gratitude is so essential. This kind of snaps me out of uh, spiraling down an anxious, you know, spiral. Um, And so gratitude exercises such as keeping a gratitude journal or um, reflecting on my gratitude of what like good things. And I become a pleasure explorer too. So it's like an extension of gratitude practice. I call it the pleasure explorer. Like I can take so much pleasure into these flowers that are on my table that I could see in the back of this video. And I just like, I can milk it, like milk the pleasure of the colors and, you know, what it looks like and the smells that it makes in my office and the kindness of the person that gave it to me and the thought that went in that, like I can, you can elaborate and become a pleasure explorer. And honestly, like just shifting the focus to that melts those anxious feelings. Like it really moves you to a place that feels a lot better. Another thing is optimism. Now, I don't want you to take this like, oh, I should see the good and everything and like put blinders on to all the the garbage that we're dealing with when we love someone with an addiction. That's not what we're talking about. So positive psychology emphasizes cultivating optimism and thinking in ways of what could be a positive explanatory style. So, but in terms of ourselves, not in terms of anyone else, we're not saying, oh, like, well, he had one good day, but then he went back and blah, blah, blah. It's more about you. So, wow, I was able to navigate his absence for five days and really focus on my well being. I went to yoga. I, I went for walks, I kept things together, I ate healthy, I got good sleep, I actually found some peaceful moments when he wasn't here. Like this is just an example. It's like that explanatory style is really searching for the good and the optimism in this. So it's about reframing negative situations and beliefs and put them in more of a positive light for yourself, not about anyone else. Um, This can help reduce anxious feelings, right? That whole weekend could be about worrying and ruminating and putting all your attention on them and then having explanatory style. How could I be so stupid? Why do I let this keep happening? You know, so you can see how optimism is about more about, you know, in even in negative situations about reframing it to a positive explanatory style, cultivating optimism for yourself, not for anyone else. And then mindfulness and flow. So I talked a little bit about mindfulness, bringing you back into your senses, back into the present moment. But positive psychology does talk about incorporating more mindfulness practices to have a way of coping with anxious feelings, right? And this concept of getting into flow state, which is all about engaging in activities where you lose track of time, where you're like having fun in the moment, or you're challenged enough and you're enjoying yourself. Believe it or not, when I'm reading books, I go into flow state, or when I'm creating, um, I'm in flow state. It's like you lose track of time when I'm listening to podcasts and walking. Um, These practices can help us stay present. They help reduce worry, rumination, and concern about the future and other people. And they help to ease anxious feelings. Really powerful. What's your flow state? What helps put you into flow? 
Another thing is obviously positive relationships are so powerful. So it doesn't mean that having a positive relationship with our addicted loved one necessarily. We're talking about core aspects of looking all around us, positive relationships of those in our lives. So positive connections or positive relationships are all about connecting with other people, whether that be, you know, your friends, whether that be group support groups. And it's just about having social support, people around you. So you don't feel isolated. So you don't feel alone. And this is so important. So, so, so key. Um, another thing that can help with our, when we're feeling those feelings of anxiousness is connecting to a sense of meaning or a sense of like why we're getting up out of bed in the morning kind of thing. And this helps us to make us feel like there's more to life than their addiction and dealing with them. It's like, okay, like, you know, it's like, what am I excited to get out of bed for? Or what is it that brings me a sense of feeling like I have purpose? And so, and I don't want you to get purpose anxiety. There is such thing as purpose anxiety. So, but when you kind of feel like you have a clear sense of what makes life meaningful for you or what is exciting for you. I always say excitement is like that clue. It, like what excites you is almost like a clue into what your what it is that you want to pursue in your life and that it adds meaning. When things bring excitement and joy, it's going to add meaning to your life. It's going to make you feel like life is meaningful. So just having a connection to that excitement again, and you might've forgotten, right? So it's connecting again, like, oh, well, and I always say, who are you when no one's looking for me? Like, what are you doing on a Saturday morning when no one's around, when you don't have to go to work? Like, what would you love to do? And just explore, become an investigator of that. What, what really brings you that sense of feeling like life is joyful and that kind of things so that can help re reduce feelings of anxiousness and feeling like you're not getting any of your needs met. So another thing that is so powerful in the world of positive psychology that can help us deal with anxious feelings is building our resilience. So when we enhance resilience, we are better able to bounce back from adversity. So really, really resilient people tend to cope better with anxious feelings and life challenges. So what makes us resilient? Basically, every single thing that's on this podcast, this support group, everything that I talk about, I I really, really am hoping that it is building your resilience. When you tap back into your superpowers, when you tap back into your strength, when you tap into your self-worth, when you offer self-compassion, when you know, you know that you have community around you, all these things build your resilience. And that is key to helping with these anxious feelings. So everything you're doing um, to help build yourself to bounce back better and to you know help yourself through adversity, tap into your strengths, building connections, having the courage to focus on you, and, and, and self-compassion, so, so key. So those things can help us build resilience and actually make us cope better with anxious feelings. So focusing on your happiness, focusing on your well-being can actually lead to better emotional states. It's an upward spiral of positive emotions that can actually help reduce anxious feelings. So how 
What brings you happiness? What brings you joy? What makes you laugh? Who do you enjoy being with? What contributes to your well-being? You know, is it, you know, purchasing yummy fruit and having a nice fruit salad? Or is it, um, you know, is it getting enough sleep? Is it, what is it that contributes to your happiness and your well-being by building that up can help us better navigate and manage uh, those anxious feelings or just not forget about them, but then also giving us a nice bunch of positive emotions such as joy and happiness and play and peace and all those good positive emotions. So positive affirmations may involve you know, positive self-talk. So it counteracts some of the negative self-talk and it helps to boost our self-compassion and boost our self-confidence. So talk nice to yourself and positive affirmations are really powerful, especially when we're trying to navigate and manage anxious feelings. Okay. So the big one, self-care, caring for yourself. This is huge. The vitality component in positive psychology is massive. Caring for yourself, doing things that make you feel revitalized, rejuvenated. And we want to make sure that what we're doing, and we have a lot of things that align with self-care practices. So emphasizing and, and, and the importance of taking care of your physical needs, your emotional needs, your mental health, is so important because it can help us better manage anxiety, anxious feelings, and the stress of what's going on around us. I already talked about practicing gratitude daily, you know, cultivate a habit of gratitude by reflecting on all the things that you appreciate, all the good aspects of your life. I have this journal over here and I literally write what's good. I start what's good is, and then I go on and I elaborate, I become a pleasure explorer. And I like, what's good is, you know, Andrew bought me these beautiful flowers. And what's good about that is that, yay, like, you know, like, and you can go on and on and on. So practicing that, the daily practice of gratitude, each time write down some things that you're grateful for, or that, you know, you can appreciate. And then really, I always say, squeeze every last bit of juice out of that, you know, orange, like squeeze the juice out of your pleasure, out of your gratitude, because there's so much more richness in the good things. And that can help with positive emotions that helps kind of focus our attention away from anxiety inducing thoughts, or it really does promote a more positive growth mindset as well. So we talked about engaging in mindfulness meditations. Obviously, that's so important because connecting to our breath, our bodily sensations, the present moment, removing ourselves out from judgment, so powerful. It kind of can help us ground, stay grounded and moves us away from rumination, worry, anxious feelings, that kind of stuff. So the other thing that can really help is pursuing meaningful goals things that are aligned with your values. What do you value? And what brings meaning back into your life? And really by breaking these goals into smaller chunks so you can feel a sense of accomplishment is so powerful. Accomplishment achievement is a really powerful tool to help build resilience and help us flourish in our lives. And it can help reduce any sort of anxious feelings by boosting our ability to feel like we have impact on our life, that we have influence on our life, that we have autonomy where we can have control over things in our lives. So really important to set 
and pursue meaningful goals that are aligned with your values. What do you value? Do you value a fit, healthy body? Well, then let's make and break down a whole bunch of meaningful goals or meaningful steps to get you towards that. So powerful. Now, I always talk about self-compassion. It's one of the C's and the four C's in the SYKM community. So I created these for us. And so one of the C's is self-compassion. So treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would a friend. So when you're feeling anxious, right? Take a moment, right? When you make a mistake or you're facing, when you make a personal mistake or when you're facing a challenge or, you know, you're trying, you're maybe self-critical and maybe the best thing you can do is practice self-compassion. Remember that we're not perfect. We're not ever going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And self-compassion can actually help reduce anxious feelings because sometimes we can be creating the anxious feelings on ourselves. And so we want to make sure that we reduce these anxious feelings and that can really increase and boost our self-worth and feelings of self-esteem. So another thing is random acts of kindness. Oh my gosh, if you're feeling anxious, one of the best things we can do is support and help someone else. These acts of kindness, they are huge door openers and they open the door to making you feel feel generous. It makes you feel good. It's not only good for other people, it's actually so good to boost our own well-beings. And science has confirmed this and actually helps to reduce stress. We don't feel like we're the only ones suffering here. So when we go out and we perform acts of kindness, it is so powerful, so powerful. Try it, try it, try it. Feels so good. Um, so we want to also savor one of these amazing things is like I like, you know how I said with the orange squeezing out every last bit of juice. Um, of goodness, uh, we want to savor. Savor is the same thing. You know, when you eat that really yummy, fresh baked cookie, mm, I love cookies. So cookies, you savor the taste, you eat it really slow, you take your time with it perhaps, and you just enjoy every moment of eating that cookie. You're milking it. And so what we want to do is savor positive experiences as well. So you want to pay close attention and really fully enjoy positive moments. So whenever you're feeling good in your life and whenever you're feeling like this is a really good moment, savor it, stretch it out, make it longer, make it stick like Velcro and just emphasize it even more. Sometimes I would even live vicariously through my friends. So when they, I have one friend that she travels the world all the time. So I would get so excited for her, like I was going to the next place she was going to. And then I would like look and imagine myself there and I would savor and, and it's called in psychology, it's called Freud and Freud. It's an emotion where you feel just as excited and happy for someone else's happiness or positive experience that it actually lifts you up as well. And so pay close attention and fully enjoy those positive moments. Even if they're fleeting, they can be micro moments too. Um, you know, it could be a delicious meal. It could be a beautiful sunset. It could be celebrating an achievement. For me, I used to be like, oh, okay, I accomplished that. Moving on next. It's like savoring that accomplishment. Wow, like incredible. Like it's just sitting in that moment. It's like, how can I celebrate this success kind of thing? And um, yeah, super, super powerful. And that can increase our happiness and our well-being, but also it reduces anxious feelings. 
Social connections, I already talked about. We want to build social connections, especially if you're feeling isolated, especially if you can't rely on the spouse. Maybe it's your addicted loved one is your spouse um, or your child or whoever it is. We want to engage with friends. We want to engage with other family members. We want to engage with community because if we spend time with people that uplift us, that support us, we can cultivate this sense of belonging and belonging makes us feel safe. It makes us feel secure and actually alleviates anxious feelings. So powerful, so important. And then we already talked about positive uh, affirmations. So changing negative self-talk by creating and repeating more positive affirmations. They can be short, positive statements. I always put them on sticky notes. I have one right here. You want to see what it is? It is the more sexy I feel, the more sexy I am. Now you can change that with anything, right? The more the more happy I feel, the more happy I am. Um, you could put any word in there, right? The more beautiful I feel, the more beautiful I am, right? So little things like that, like sticky notes, put them on your mirror, um, put them in your car, um, or just put them beside your bed on a piece of paper, like wherever, whatever is going to work for you, because it really can help like, boost your self-esteem and reduce self-doubt and decrease anxious feelings. So Okay, so incorporating some of these actionable nuggets into your life, they can really contribute to more positive and balanced mindset. They can help uplift you. They can help you better manage anxious feelings. And consistency is the key. It's not going to happen overnight. But what we want to do is practice some of these and notice the impact that they might have on your well-being. It can be really, really powerful and help you when you have those anxious feelings. It can help us in our daily life manage some of these anxious feelings and incorporating them as a practice. So that's about it, my friends. Oh my gosh, there is so much to do with feeling anxious here, right? Real-time resilience in the face of anxious moments. I hope you got a lot out of this, whether it's like, you know, on the spot employing some of these things or stepping back and kind of reflecting on how we can build, you know, some real-time resilience. So in the face of anxious feelings. And so I hope that's helpful. There's so much there. I even interwove some positive psychology because, you know, I'm obsessed with it. It's all about the science of human flourishing. And remember, the main message here is that it's okay to feel anxious at times. It's a sign that your mind and your body are trying to protect you. And we want to embrace feelings with self-compassion. We want to embrace these this feeling with knowing that you have strength and also knowing that you have resilience to navigate life challenges and being equipped with some of these real-time resilience strategies and tools, as well as some of the positive psychology interventions can be so impactful. So Again, sending you so much love and hugs. I hope you got a lot out of this two-part series. If you haven't listened to the other part, I really encourage you to do that. And I'm just sending you so much love and hugs. And by the way, the Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction magazine is coming out this fall. So if you haven't already, go over to the website at savingyouiskillingme.com and just enter 
and subscribe. So basically when you enter the site, you have to put your, for privacy purposes, you have to put your email in there. So if you put your email in there, you are going to get access to this magazine. I only send out, I don't send emails left, right, and center. Um, I just don't want to bombard your inbox. So I only send them out quarterly, basically. So it is going to be a link to the Saving You is Killing Me magazine, which has so much yummy goodness in there that helps support you, helps build you back up, focusing on the courage to focus on you, self-compassion, self-care, and community. So we are here for you. All right, sending lots of hugs and love, and I'm coming through the line and wrapping my arms around you and just um, hoping that you're doing as good as can be. So we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And, of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.